Welcome to Hattrick City on WXCI 91.7, Danbury's only all-hockey radio show. Uh, I know that some in our audience don't know the finer points of hockey. You want me to dummy you again? Hattricks, baby! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Hattrick City. I'm your host, DJ Patty Cake, as always, joined by my amazingly bright co-host Thank today, you. DJ Uncle Matt. Uh, we got a few things to talk about before we launch into um, the live show we had this past Saturday, which, by the way, I have to say it was a blast. Yeah, it was amazing to see all the Hattricks maniacs and uh, really... Um, just a great experience to be in front of everybody that supports the show. It was great to see Ron Rogel out there. Um, you know, it, 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 great to see people uh, in the community come out. Uh, it was great to have AJ Galante and his family there. It, it, it just, it just becomes a really, uh, a really special thing. My boy Ken Quellis uh, was there. He came down. And just. Nice to see your uh, your significant other, Pat's yes, uh, yeah. family, and her family was there. Nice to know Pat's girlfriend does exist. And uh, you know what? It's it's really been a great and humbling thing uh, to kind of preside over the Hattrick City show. And uh, I that we were definitely feeling the love out there. It was great to have Patricia on the show and Joe Trench. Uh, you know, going into stories and stuff like that, and then and then AJ and his son Dom uh, Dominic uh, up on the uh, up on the stage was it was really something to see uh, at Actrix Lounge inside Danbury Arena last Saturday night, and uh, I I was grateful for the opportunity. No, so was I, and I have to say it was kind of surreal, like kind of doing that live. I mean, you know, considering even you went into it in the live show, which will you'll be able to hear later on in this episode. Um, so I won't spoil it too much, but you know, this all started because of a 311 concert. Yeah, this whole show. Thanks to Nick uh, Hexham and 311, because uh, we wouldn't uh, we wouldn't have been here without going up to New Haven that night separately. I might add, and then in the kind of the parking lot, we just kind of mapped out what we were going to do with the show. Here we are. I guess this is episode 21, 22, 22. So, uh, it, it, like I said, it's amazing. It, to just put in the work Pat's done so much to make this happen uh, we, we definitely put in a few days a week to be in here uh, to make this show and it, it's really been great uh, I'm grateful to all the players the, the guys have made it so worthwhile but especially the fans that check in and, and say they enjoy the show our goal was never to make a talk show where we just ramble on about our opinions about the Federal Hockey League or even the hat tricks for that matter. I think it was really just more about uh, trying to get the fans a little more connected to the team and the players. And uh, we really hope you enjoy this because we enjoy doing it. And uh, it's 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 just been a blessing. And, you know, if you missed this live show, just know it's this, in, this is not the last time we're going to be doing it. We're going to be doing it through playoffs. So we'll have more info for you guys on that as soon as it comes out. But definitely that first saturday that we come back we will be live at the actrix launch once again with a few different guests um that we will announce for you pretty soon 
And then going into our next topic, Quinnipiac Bobcats. Incredible. Amazing. They won their first ever national championship title against Minnesota, 3-2 at Amalia Arena in overtime. Ten seconds in, beautiful goal. Sam Limkin with the assist. Right over to Jay Quillen, able to juke Minnesota's goalie, get it right in, and that's that was the craziest goal I have to say, like that I've seen. You know, um, I, this may sound a little weird, but this this is the time of year when, uh, and, and this is certainly a situation when you can compare Connecticut to like Alabama or Mississippi or one of those states where college sports rule. And uh, this was a great year for Connecticut college sports with the UConn men's basketball team taking the national championship after, you know, I, I had some personal conversations with, you know, part of the UConn coaching staff before the season, and they weren't sure what was going to be uh, up there. And I couldn't be more proud to say that uh, they went all the way just uh, having known that. So, uh, and then, you know, you talk about Quinnipiac. Listen, it's a great place to play. They've had a plan to make a splash in college athletics for years. I remember back in the late 90s, my brother played basketball at Westfield State, little D3 school outside Springfield, Mass. And they played against a newly uh, enshrined uh, D1 opponent in Quinnipiac in a small little gym on campus out there. And now they've got, you know, an incredible ice center with a basketball gym kind of adjoining it. And uh, they stuck to the plan. You know, uh, somebody told me when I was doing the story for Connecticut Magazine where we took a look at the four D1 college hockey teams here in Connecticut, uh, somebody told me that, you know, getting involved with D1 college hockey is the fastest way for a school to get recognized. And if you really take a look at it, that is the case. Uh, Quinnipiac, very fast. I mean, you know, within however many years, is it 10 years they've had hockey, Division One. You know, uh, that they, they've seized the day. Maybe a little more than that. Uh, Sacred Heart's right behind them. They just opened up a new building. Uh, it's an exciting uh, brand of hockey in a new building. They're going to have success there. It's a fun college also. UConn just opened up a new building. Yale has, has had their own building for a long time. They've got a great hockey tradition there. It probably will continue, and it'll probably be forced to grow in the face of these other three schools. So, again, it's it's a great time for college hockey in Connecticut. You know, if, if the hat tricks are out of town or if you just want to go up, the, the, these are great things to check out. It's not the same hockey we see at Danbury Arena here locally, um, but it is uh, a competitive level of the game, and these guys do 100% end up in the NHL. So it's a, it's a different game. Yeah, and, of course, once again – Congratulations to Quinnipiac on such an amazing title, and and there's a Danbury connection to uh, to Quinnipiac yes. as well, and there's a Danbury hockey connection. We want to give a big congratulations to Phil Jableo, who wins the national championship as Quinnipiac's play-by-play guy for a few years now. Great to see him. Uh, you know, I, I don't think he worked the game or anything, but it's uh, I think when you put that level of commitment in, that you're a part of the team. So congratulations to Phil, who was the Danbury Trashers. Uh, play-by-play guy and, and team communications guy. Yeah, and he even got to you know hold up the trophy, make some posts about it. So really nice to see Phil. We should definitely congratulate him on Instagram. Surprise oh, yeah. him. No, for sure, for sure. And last weekend we had our last regular season home stretch against the Elmira Mammoth in two very interesting games in their own right. 
uh, with Friday night being kind of an odd vibe. It was, you know, we won 4-3, but both teams were pretty slow to really work it up. And we even, I think we only got that game-winning goal in the last period with like late five. Late in the game, yeah. Li- really late in the game. Um, it, w- it was definitely a different energy out there, and it wasn't wasn't what we were used to when we play Elmira, so I was kind of caught off guard by that. And Saturday night, really big, um, interesting storyline in my mind was uh, the game that Luke Richards had. Yeah. Uh, trying to trying to take Dan Berry down, and um, Luke is a guy who uh, was traded away from here, but he's definitely still really beloved, uh, especially in the Animal House, by a lot of the fans. He's a, he's a good kid, and it was... You know what? It was nice to get the win, but it was also nice to see him uh, out there. And uh, it was nice to see Luke Richards out there playing like he can. So uh, good for him. Yeah, getting two goals and two assists in that game. So nice big four points for him. But, however, Marchesan, though, big five points, got four goals and an assist in that game. First star. Um, He had a different kind of energy, totally. And, I mean, the whole team did that night. It was... If that was like night and day, those two games, in my mind, um, still a little slow in the beginning, but it picked up pretty much instantly after that. That was a really dominant performance by Mike Marchesan. It's really hard to put into words what we saw. Um, he was attacking the net like, uh, you know, kind of relentlessly, and he and he's always in the right place, and um, you know. Mike's a offensive player that is going to dominate this league for a long time, but I don't think he'll be here much longer. You know, he's 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 got to have the higher leagues looking at him right now. He's a young guy. He's got he's got size on his side. He's got skill on his side, and um, I really do think that uh, he'll be one of the guys that's, that definitely starts out next season at uh, probably in a higher level camp, but. But that that was an amazing game, and I really think that um, he's gotten better and better. Yeah. And how ironic is it that you know he you know he really only got three got into three games in Binghamton, and it just you know the guys basically kind of cast off and cut from the team. Yeah. And it, I'm. It, it's always. Um, it's always hard at this level. You know, when the training camp starts, so much shuffling goes on, and a guy like Mike Marchers in probably just didn't get his fair shake up there. And we got him here in Danbury, and he's fantastic. I He was my vote for Rookie of the Year around the league. Uh, I mean, I know he won the team award, uh, but he could have easily, easily been the Rookie of the Year in this league. I, I think he's that good a player offensively. Yeah, and then, you know, we're going into our – final stretch of the regular season in Port Huron this weekend. Um, we'll be playing two games up there starting tomorrow night. Um, Port Huron has been kind of it's been weird. They've been winning the games they should and kind of just doing what they normally would. I don't see them as too much of a threat. I mean, and if you look at the last three games they've played, two wins against Watertown and then you know one loss against uh, Motor City. So, really, I feel we should be able to get the deal done and just kind of get the two wins out of this weekend. But also want to add that this past weekend with that Saturday win, we were able to clinch 
first overall in the league first time in franchise history that has ever been done so we will have home ice throughout the entire playoffs which that that's already great in and of itself of us already you know clinching a spot and clinching our division um you know it's nice to know that we're secure in the league and you know through playoffs we're pretty much good yeah and i think this is where danbury itself danbury the city really has to come into play so we've secured the home ice advantage uh the hat tricks have done their job it's really up to everybody now to come out and 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 to support the team if you like this team if you're there all the time we know we're gonna see you the crowds have been good so this is not like a complaint or anything but we i think we really need everybody who's interested everybody who wants to be a part of this to get down there Uh, for the playoffs you know uh, it's great that there's kind of a road game this weekend I think it gives everybody a break and kind of an excuse you do what you want Uh, you're free to do what you want this weekend but next weekend we got to get right back to it and we we, we've got to capitalize on home ice advantage and that really does come down to the section 102s and the animal house sections Uh, and the people who sit down on the other end of the ice and the people who kind of hover around TK's corner now. um, There's a lot of great fans that do make a difference, so it's it's really about coming out right now to to support the team when we we assume home ice advantage. So, yeah, truly an all-hands-on-deck situation next weekend. um, Obviously, we'll be watching this weekend, seeing how everything goes in Port Huron, which can only imagine it'll go well but i'll knock on wood for that um but besides that i think we got ourselves a good intro um so stay tuned we're gonna have this live episode that we had on saturday playing for you and you guys get to hear our first crack at it it wasn't perfect nothing ever is but i think you'll enjoy it Hey, this is Mike Marquezan, rookie forward for the Danbury Hattricks, and you're listening to Hattrick City on WXCI. Hey fans, welcome to the Axe Tricks Lounge for the Hat City, Hattrick City podcast here, and this is going to be a fantastic show. This is the inaugural broadcast right here from the Danbury Ice Arena, and uh, look, these two guys, Pat and Matt, I'm going to give them a, a great intro coming up here, but let me tell you, they have been putting on this podcast, this this show, for about 20 20 weeks, 20 episodes, and it, it has been absolutely outstanding. It's really an insider's look at a lot of what is happening with the Danbury Hattrick season. They've been interviewing players, coaches, management, all throughout the year, and really hearing, uh, you know, telling a lot of different stories about what goes on inside the locker room and inside the office and what it's like to go on a road trip. It's a great listen. And uh, today's show is the first one that's a remote location. I can't wait to hear it. And uh, I know we got a fantastic lineup of guests. We got we got a movie star. We got an entrepreneur, team sponsor, super fan of the year. And uh, I don't know who else is, is lined up here, but it should be awesome. But let me introduce the stars and the guys behind it. DJ Patty Cake is the first one. Pat for that. Awesome. That's Pat. And here we go. The man, he's got so many different ideas. His name is Matt Caputo, but I'm going to call him for this show. 
MC, MC, here he is, Matt Caputo. Thank you, Herm. There we go. Well, everyone, how are we feeling? Cool. There we go. Welcome to the first uh, live episode of this. Nice to see a few people wander in here uh, for our first live episode. So it's great to be in here. Uh, we started this about September. Yeah, we actually uh, we met up at a concert. <laughs> And I needed a sober ride back to the hotel, and Pat just happened to be at the concert. And on the ride back to the hotel, we decided we were going to do a podcast. 21 episodes later, here we are. So, at Trick City. Uh, today is episode 22. Yeah, live episode 22. There um, you go. Oh, you know, it was a really good night last night. It was a great game. Dan McKittrick had three points, uh, two goals, and an assist. He was on episode 19. He's one of our favorite players. Danny Amesbury had a, a pretty good scrap with one hand, so it was an entertaining night up here. Uh, we got a few guests that we wanted to bring on. Uh, yeah, and then also tonight is a big night for us, so if we win this in regulation or Columbus loses in regulation, uh, we clinch the entire thing. Yeah. So, so we'll be first place in the league. Season tonight, um, if we win in regulation and Columbus loses in regulation, so it's uh, been a pretty good day and today we wanted to just bring on a little mix of the guests that we usually have on the show some days we have players and some days we have people that work kind of on the support uh, side of the team coaches and uh, heard on a few times and some of the best episodes uh, but today we wanted to bring on Patricia Hutchison who is the owner of the Beach Wave of Bethel she's like one of the biggest hockey fans I know she's at every game uh, she's known among the players, she's known among uh, people in the area, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, without further ado, Patricia Hutchinson, everyone. <laughs> How we doing? Good, I'm good, I'm excited to be here. Can you hear me? Yeah, good. yeah, just bring it a little closer to you if you want. Okay. There you go. Perfect. So, we're going to start things off with uh, just a little introductory. How'd you get into hockey? Learned to skate, yeah. um, and that's that's where the journey began. He's 16 now. Um, one of my favorite stories is, you know, I showed up for his first. I'd never been in a hockey rink. I showed up for his first learn to skate, and it was in the summer, and I was in, you know, tank top and shorts, and I showed up with my iced coffee, and uh, I didn't last long. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, you know, when did you start following the hat tricks? So the hat tricks, I really didn't start following until last season, um, and it was sort of just on a whim. I just, I'd worked for Peach Wave for years, for about seven or eight years, but I took over mid-COVID um, as the owner, and I hadn't spent any money on advertising. Um, so my husband was like, well, check out the hat tricks and see what they're doing. They're local, you know, we were looking for things to do. And um, so I shot her an email and, you know, got together with him to see what we could do for sponsorship. Um, and really the only thing we wanted um, was a dasher board. That was, that was just like, Herm, I want the dasher board. Like, no, no, Herm, I want the dasher board. That is what I want. Um, and it was so fun to see it, you know, as the season goes by, you know, it starts brand new. And then as the season goes by, there's so many mix and 
hits on it and it's fun when you see, you know, the fight the in front of it. Tear. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, you guys have such a busy shop over there. I probably went time went by four times this week, I think. Um, That's about right. How does it feel? <laughs> how does it feel when you see the Hattricks fans come into the shop and you see that kind of interaction between the community, especially being that you're at all the games here? Yeah, um, I'm at every game and I'm always at the store. Um, you know, I get super pumped in the arena when we do the hat tricks promotion. I mean, I'm, I'm the wacky person in the middle of the stands just screaming um, during that. But when I see hat tricks fans come into the into the store, it's it's really, it's exciting, because I really love hockey. I love everything about this program. Um, I'm able to talk to them, you know, when they, once they redeem their fan saves app, um, I'm able to talk to them, oh, what game were you at? Who's your favorite player? Blah, blah, blah. So uh, I get I get really excited. Um, I'm a talker, so I'm sure some people are ready to leave, and I'm am still talking to them about hockey. Um, and on top of the customers coming in all the time, uh, we get a lot of the players, um, and that's that's really exciting for me. Um, so a couple of months ago, we started taking pictures of them when they would come in. Um, so we started a whole wall of you know anything hat trick related, really anything hockey related, and, it, and it's been fun. You know, I, I realized that I finally arrived in life and I reached Herm's level when my picture was next to his picture at the beach wave. So I really feel cool about that. It is, so it is. We gotta get Pat's picture up there. Oh we yeah, do. yeah. that's next. So before we let you go, we wanna ask you, Patricia, who was your favorite Atrix player? That is a no-brainer. For anybody that knows me, it is Brian Wilson. That's a pretty quick definitive answer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's your affinity for Wilson? Um, so my son reminded me the other day, uh, I love goalies, I love all goalies. Um, my stepson is the soccer goalie, so that was really fun. Um, but I think it started with Wilson because he was wearing purple pads. Purple's my favorite color. <laughs> yeah, there are a few people who caught, he caught um, a few people's eye with yeah. purple pants. Yeah, so I think that's how it started. And then, um, I mean, he's, just, he's been an awesome goalie. I was really excited when they, uh, when they brought him back this season. I really appreciate you coming on. You know I'll see you in the shop probably two more times this week. So probably. I'll definitely be coming as well. Thanks for coming down. Yeah, thanks for having me, Thank guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, Patricia Hutchinson. For our next guest, this man is the loudest man in 102, without a doubt. Loudest man in the entire arena. He is Postal Joe. Joey. What's man, up, the myth, the legend. What's going on? There's only one postal show, man. What's up, fellas? How's it going? It's going, man. Thanks for coming Yo, down. Tell us what you were doing for like the last half hour before this. Uh, a little tailgate going on in an undisclosed mm -hmm. location. <laughs> Had a few beers, a couple of burgers, hot dogs. Getting prime for the game. Um, hey, can I put a bounty on one of those punks from uh, Elmira tonight? Definitely. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Joe, one of my favorite stories about you that I wanted you to confirm for the audience here is that despite being one of the biggest Danbury hockey fans, probably the biggest Danbury hockey fan in history, you have not been to an NHL game since the day the Hartford Whalers left Connecticut. Is that true? That is correct, yeah. Wow, that's impressive, Joe. Yeah. What is it that you gave up on about the NHL? Oh, just the way that whole deal went down. I mean, you know, I was a season ticket holder there from 1982 until their last day. And, you know, I mean, hockey's not just about wins and losses. It's a community. 
friendships you built and stuff, and it just started, it was gut-wrenching, and, you know, the owner lied to us, you know, it was just, you know, bad, bad scene, I'm like, you know what, I'm done with the NHL. <laughs> exactly, and then, you know, you went into Danbury Hockey, kind of got into that. What's your earliest memory of being in 102? Oh, jeez, uh, well, when I first showed up here, I wasn't, like, in 102, mm. and I, I didn't make my way over there, and I'm like, first of all, Back then, the glass was only, if you stood up, it was like up here. So you're like leaning right over on top of these guys. You know, and then the, the, these guys were pros in 102. I mean, they had these chants and like songs and stuff and they organized. I mean, I'm like, wow, these guys are amazing. You know, body bags, you know, guys laying out in the ice and, you know, count them out and bring out the body bag, you know. Joe, you've been on so many road trips over the years. My favorite story from this season is being down third period of a was that Saturday night game in Binghamton? Friday uh, night game in Friday night, yeah. And uh, the ray of hope that I saw is Postal Joe just pointing at us going into the third period when we came out to go on the bench. What's your favorite memory of going on the road with the Danbury Hockey through the years your yeah. favorite road trip? Um, there's, they've all been good ones, wins or losses. I mean, they've all been a blast, but the one definitely sticks out is the championship year uh, when I went out to Dayton with three friends, and uh, we took both games out there, and it, it was just amazing. You know, I've made some met some great people in Dayton, and one memory I'll, I'll never forget is, you know, they had a bar in, that, in their arena there. So I'm going in there saying goodbye to these people I just met, and one of the players from Dayton came in, and I was always on this guy's back. And he looks at me, he takes a sip of his beer, slams it down, just walks out the door. <laughs> and then afterwards, we, we hooked up with the team, we kind of took over a small bar, I don't even remember the name of it, but it was just a, it was just a wild, incredible time. Joe, how are you feeling with the season about to wrap up? How are you feeling about this team? Oh, geez, uh, they cover everything. Up, you know, toughness, scoring, I mean, we got a bunch of guys that have, you know, scored 20 goals, so it's balanced. Uh, you know, defense goaltending is fantastic. Two great goalies. I, you know, we're looking strong, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, again, thanks for coming on. No, oh, my pleasure. Oh, I appreciate it. Man. Thanks for having me. Guys. Looking forward to hearing you. Guys. Yeah. Our last guest for tonight's right, show. Time to grab another beer. I feel that. I feel that he needs no introduction, but without him, none of this would be possible. No one would be here right now. Ladies and gentlemen, AJ Galanti. And Dominic. And Dominic. <laughs> oh, man. There awesome. we go. First appearance at Danbury Arena. First podcast. Right, yes. Little, little it is. <laughs> say oh, hi, Dominic. Say hi. Say he's he ready. Is. He's very talkative. Very. Let's get ready to roll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> AJ, it's good to see you, man. What are your, uh, you know, while we have you in here, I want to ask you, what are your, what are your thoughts on this year's team? We've seen you down here a few times. We know you're following closely. Listen, I think this is, uh, I think this is the team. I, I really do. It's just, it's got that feeling. I was here opening night, and it's just got, it's just. You know, sometimes you can't put words on it. You, you know, stats don't do it. You know, obviously the stats speak for itself, right? You know, but uh, this team has something. It has everything: grit, skill, goaltending. So, I think this is the year. I'm, I'm excited. Awesome. Of course, and now I'm pretty sure everyone in this room has seen the Netflix documentary. Um, what is your favorite memory from that time that 
might have been left out. You know, a lot of people ask me that, and I think I think um, it's a whole story to it. But you know, we were doing so many crazy things those first two seasons, and trying to get under people's skins, the other team's skin, fans' skins, and everything. And uh, you know, it come it it. There comes a time where it's like, how do you top what we just did? And, and we would always sit there and figure out how are we going to top this prank or what we, alleged pranks or whatever whatever we were doing. And um, I remember about towards the end of the second season, um, prepping for what could have been a third season. And uh, I remember there was some rumblings about me going to sign myself to a one game and kind of kind of amp it up and. and probably take on Adirondack, probably would have caused a memorable melee at the time, so it, there was some talk to that, and uh, or, or my father wanting to buy Adirondack the second season and make my sister the GM of the team, which that was a good idea. angered me because she would have been the youngest GM of all time, so <laughs> it's, uh, you know, a lot of memories, a lot of, a lot of um, you know, you know, it's, it's it's very humbling seeing people here and, uh, you know, seeing, seeing the hat tricks kind of take that torch and doing it the right way. You know, you've helped Amesbury get involved with things like the Barstool, Rough and Rowdy and stuff. We know he's training down at Champs, but what's kind of your take on what he can do if he continues with combat sports? Ames, good old Diamond Hands, he's, he's, a, he's a different breed. He, he definitely is a different breed. He, he's the type of guy that Unless he's your team, unless he's on your team, you hate this guy, you know what I mean? But he's a guy that everybody wants on his team. And, you know, I, listen, not a lot of people see the, the stuff he does behind the scenes in the locker room. He's a team first guy. And listen, he's, he's the best uh, best security blanket, you know, a team could have, frankly. And, and uh, he's a big part of this team. I really believe that. You think he could be a boxer or get an MMA? He or? could do anything, honestly. He, he, he's one of those guys. He's one of those guys where uh, if he puts his mind to it, he, he can do it. And, and I know he's expressed to me, you know, as long as it doesn't affect, you know, uh, any time with the season with the hat tricks or, you know, going further, wherever that may be, he, he's interested. So time will tell. I want to sneak one question in that uh, something I thought I might ask you to comment on. It's like some of the major junior leagues are now manning fighting. And I think when the Trashers documentary came out, it kind of reunited some people's interest in fighting and toughness and hockey. What's your take on the banning of fighting? Ah, you know, it's it's a, it's a different, I think sports will always kind of reflect where we are as a society. I think we're a little more, uh, I don't want to say soft, I'm not looking to get people upset with me, but I think, uh, I think, um, I don't know, I think hockey, it's, it's one of the lures to the sport. It's what got me into the sport back in 1993 after watching the Mighty Ducks or whatever, and I'd, I'd turn on the NHL and see Rangers Devil games and guys going at it. I, I don't know, I, I, I think I have a warped sense of thought, but I think if, if uh, any, any sport's a business and if that's what separates you from other sports, I, I, I say you gotta embrace it. I'm, but again, you know, there, there are effects, concussions, you know, all that, all that stuff. So you know, I think I think everything in moderation, you know, and I don't know, banning it completely—that's a tough pill to swallow. So. And then going on with boxing, you actually have an event that's going to be happening next Saturday. Uh, tell us about it. Yeah, big amateur event next week at the Danbury Powell Center. Saturday night fights, uh, amateur boxing. 
Got everything from eight-year-olds going at it to thirty-something-year-olds, and, and you'll be you'll be the uh, yes, I'll be the ringside announcer. You'll be the ringside announcer, so we, we, we have a Patrick Flair to it. Oh yeah. Well, again, thank you so much for coming out. And thank Dominic for being yeah. such a good boy. Yes, that was I know he was he was great. He was great the entire time. Oh, yeah, he's uh, a good boy. So he uh, my pride and joy. Only the second baby ever on that trip said. There we go. So there you go. Know. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Thanks so much. Go back to mom. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> well, as we wrap up here, we want to thank our technical producer, Calvin Savoya, for Thanks helping make this all possible. Come on out, come on out. Get out of here. No, 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 no. Get out of here. Get out of here right now. Actually, I'm on that camera. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much, everybody, for coming down. We are on Thursday nights on WXCI every week at 10 p.m. We post to Spotify and to all the podcast platforms kind of shortly after that. So if you want to come check us out, uh, it's going to be a great run the rest of the season. We hope you guys check out the show and keep coming back to the game. Of course. And Without further ado, I've been DJ Patty Cake. This is DJ Uncle Matt, and we will see you sometime. Somewhere in the future. Somewhere in the future. Hopefully here again. This is Lucas DeBennett, sentiment of the Danbury Hattricks, and you're listening to Hattrick City on WXCI. And just like that, episode 22 comes to a close we hope you guys enjoyed our inaugural live show um if you really dug how this was i know the sound may have been not the best but that is something we'll be fixing the next time we do this which will be saturday april 22nd you know before our playoff game against most likely elmira obviously at this point in time we don't know but again thank you guys for listening and if you came to the show thanks for coming to the show and if you just missed us don't worry there's more chances to come to see us live and we also have this up we should have this up by now on our youtube channel it'll be linked in our bio on our social media pages so if you want to find the video of the show to see us doing our thing live and kind of like our first on-camera appearance, if you will. Um, feel free to hit that link, go to the YouTube, give this a nice play, and, you know, just rave about it. Rave about it and get hyped for the next one. So until then, go Hattricks. We'll see you next time.